Blog Talk Radio. Cynthia, and here at Mama's Pearls, we like to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We are a family brand. We have two blogs, the Mama's Pearls blog and the M's Gems blog. Both are posted on the Mama's Pearls website, www.mamaspearls.com. And my co-hostess, Melissa, and I just have been having a really extraordinary month, I must say. We've had a miraculous time pulling together the Mama's Pearls um, the Mama's Pearls show and blogs every week for their, it's been almost a year. I think we probably are actually already hit a year. And if, you, if you've been listening to the shows before on Mama's Pearls, then you know that I am just um, not a mathematician at all. I'm a little bit challenged in that area. So, But I do remember launching the show sometime last December, and I have a track that um, we're at show 47 However, I think we might actually be closer to 51 or 52, so we are about to hit our actual one-year anniversary of having um, of having the Mama's Pearls radio show. We've been doing the blog a lot longer. Um, the radio show kind of came as really a need. We were just, um, Melissa and I were talking, and it just was like we weren't getting enough said about the topics we were hitting every single week. And as you know, when, as you've taken this journey with us on Mama's Pearls, it takes us to really unexpected places. You know, every single week we, we have a theme and, you know, we're never quite sure where it's going to go. I just know and I hold like a certain space and intention and certain thoughts come into my head when I start thinking about a particular theme and certain memories of, um, of my, my family and things that are happening into my life. And then Melissa adds her own sensibility and really the practical side of Mama's Pearls. And we're just constantly amazed at where this where this journey has taken us. And now that we're actually closing out another year, um, in general, in the first year of the Mama's Pearls radio show, I'm really, I'm really quite in awe and in a rather reflective mood. We did take a break last week. I'm sorry for all those who, who have missed us just terribly, um, but we were on radio silence last week. It was just, it was just that time. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more with our guest today about when you know it's time to take a break and focus a little bit on, on yourself. And while this journey for me has been so introspective and and really a journey of myself, um, last week there was just way too much going on, including Melissa's daughter, which I know that she shared on the show before, had underwent a major surgery. It was totally planned, and unfortunately it's going to be one of a few more, a few more surgeries that she's going to have to go under. And she pulled through beautifully. She's already home. I was just 
so amazed in watching Melissa last week. I mean, she has three kids, you know, a set of twins and then her youngest daughter. Her youngest daughter was the one who was in the hospital. And Melissa just constantly amazes me, like the depth of her strength and caring and ability to multitask. I mean, she really is a super mom and super person and super worker. And, you know, she's so, she was just so calm. I mean, yeah, it was emotional at times, but she was just so calm. So I really sat with her and her and her baby girl a lot. And and as I said, she's doing amazing. And when I was sitting with her last week, she was saying how, yeah, last night she got her holiday cards done. And I just kind of looked at her like, wait a minute, you've been in the hospital and managing your kid's life at home because they didn't stop going to school. Even though I offered, I'm like, just drop them off at my house for a week. My kids will love it. We'll take off from school and we'll have a mini vacation. But no, our kids still underwent, you know, her same routine. And you would think that Melissa had cloned herself to fit into all those roles, but no, it's just her. So when she said she did her holiday cards, and I haven't even begun to think about holiday cards, even though the um, even though Hanukkah has passed already, and um, Christmas is already next week, and New Year's is the week after that, I'm just just starting to wrap my brain around that. And um, where we left off on our last show was in speaking with Stacy Mc. Glashen, who is a single mom, an elected single mom, we heard her amazing story and viewpoint towards deciding to be a single mom where she literally underwent in vitro fertilization to become a mom. She knew that she didn't want to um, have a partner or a spouse in in the picture with her that wasn't part of her um, plan in becoming a mom, and that was just so inspiring. And, and we talked to her about also how does she manage everything without having you know another person to fill fill a spot and actually take on some responsibility. I mean, when you're in a partnership with with you know with somebody else and doing the parenting aspects together as well as working and taking care of everything else it is both a little bit easier and a little bit harder and in, and towards the end that's what we came to decide it's you have your challenges both ways you know whether you're doing it all yourself and you're relying on your different support systems with your family and your friends to come, to step in and really help you um fill whatever missing pieces or just to watch your kids kid for a minute so you can go out and get some time to yourself, or on the flip side, when you are working with a partner, you know, or a spouse, and you have to um, explain to them certain things about how you would like like things done and keeping time for each other at the end of the day or whenever when you're going through and doing everything that you need for your kids, no way is easy, although I, I completely salute and um am just so inspired by by Stacy and her journey and her book, Just You and Me Kid. Um it's just it's just so amazing and refreshing to read. Like she speaks in just such an efficient, um, humorous but relatable way. Like I just I just adored her. And that week on Mama's Pearls we had some technical difficulties. So if you remember we were rescheduling the show. So after that I, I knew we I knew I was going into a space where I needed a little bit of a break. My mind is still a little bit on break mode, so um, which is kind of like my whole underfeeling about this week's show and 
December and the holiday season in general. And I don't think Melissa's going to be on the line today. Um, and if she is, I'm probably going to hang up on her because it's just too much. Like, she needs to go and just, you know, be mama and be with her family and, and be her amazing self. But in the concept and spirit of being super mom, which Melissa is, I, um, you know, my whole thing about December and the holidays, it, it's like, you know, the pearl of the week is chugga chugga and the theme of the week is the local Polar Express. And here's what I mean by that. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm riding on all local stops, but, like, everything has so completely sped up. Like, I have, all of a sudden, I have, you know, every day of the week, I have a certain engagement to go to or certain things to do. I have a list as long as the Torah about, you know, people I need to get presents for or things I need to do just around the holidays. And so much comes into the space when I think about the holiday season, um, particularly one of my friends who actually just called me literally two minutes before the show starts, who I haven't spoken to in a long time, and who I've mentioned on air before, my friend Trisha, who I always think of her around Christmas, because one year she invited me over to to her home for Christmas Eve, and it was just one of the most beautiful experiences I had around Christmas. I don't have too many Christmases experience, um, but it was just so beautiful. And she called me, and it was just so so perfect to replant the seeds of all the people who I, I tend to reflect on and remember and who come into my space towards the end of the year. What that translates into, like your daily routine, is, okay, i got to get the teacher's gifts. i got to think about tips. i got to, you know, remember my doorman, remember the teachers, remember, you know, people who have come in and impacted my life. And now it's a time to express all that appreciation for them, whether by, you know, a tip or a homemade homemade present or or a gift. And that list for me can go on and on and on for the people that I'm thinking of this year, which is why people people do holiday cards is because it's just that little little bit of a way to um, to let people know that you're thinking about them. Although um, I know a lot of people kind of roll their eyes when they see a million cards waiting for them in their mailbox that it's just, oh, great, that's just another piece of mail. That's something else I just got to, like, file away. But I love it. I love seeing my, my friends and their families' um, pictures year after year and seeing how their families have grown. Most people don't – well, I know of, like, two, two of my friends who did it when it was just them and now they have kids um but mostly people start that tradition when they have kids by sending like picture photographs and you know what i'm talking about you get a million of them in the mail um but for me like seeing just how a family has transformed year after year is such a beautiful memory bank and one of my friends um actually includes like a little family newsletter and I love it, Donna, I love this idea. So she basically includes like a wrap sheet, you know, every year to just kind of give like the wrap up of the highlights of the year and her, her burgeoning family of, of four kids um, who, I've, who I've met when, you know, when, they, when her youngest were in elementary school, now they're going off to college. So year after year to get those reminders that life goes on, that we are go- approaching into another year, and to have that wrap up, um, it, for me, it's just a beautiful, beautiful time of year. But aside from that express side, the polar bear in me is, is starting to get warmed up. It's starting to want to hibernate. It's starting to want to pull out of all that hullabaloo and literally go under the covers. <laughs> like, 
winter puts me to sleep when it's when it's dark and it's gray and it's gloomy. I get really really tired, and I think that's just a natural thing. The fall invigorates me, and I can go full steam ahead. I have balanced energy, but once the days get much shorter, the nights are longer. It's grayer outside. It's colder outside. You start saying, "Why am I even bothering to go outside?" Um, there's a lot to be said about curling up with your family and being like a polar bear and just enjoying that space too. And with that, there's that kind of introspective space that we all take when we're thinking about their New Year's resolutions. And we're looking at the space of 2010, which we're now leaving, and kind of recognizing what has happened to us in the past year, where we are, kind of like when we when we were talking about um, birthday girls and our birthday rituals, that, that moment of reflection about honoring the year that has passed in whatever form it, it's come. And I know some people, including me, have got hit with some, some one-two punches in the past year. If you have any health issues, you know, to have had to have had to deal with or any sort of issues, kind of seeing that in 2010 and saying, hey, wait, I have this whole clean slate to go about and enter into 2011. So what are you going to carry with you over into 2011 and what are you going to leave behind? Um, so it's a very introspective personal space for everyone. And um, and one of the things that excited me most about today's topic, and as well as the special guest, was um, was how how we always kind of start to harp upon ourselves. And we always look at resolutions as far as, okay, what do I need to do differently? What is the negative things about myself that I want to change? And Katya Presnell, who is a super a superstar and a super mom in her own right. She posted something on Facebook about a month ago, or maybe a little less, but about a month ago that really kind of cued me in. I know I wanted to bring her on and introduce her to the Mama's Pearls community, and I wasn't really exactly sure how it was going to happen. And when she posted that, I knew I needed her to come on and talk about you know her resolution because she was writing how her main thing is to her main purpose now after having built up her career and when i say career ladies and gentlemen this woman does not stop this woman is a cornerstone of the social media industry she's a home channel editor for lifetime um for lifetime tv's home channel for lifetime moms she also is the community director of collective bias and she also has her own brands that she is building up to epic proportions of and which is called Skimbako. She is it's a lifestyle brand. She has a home channel, a food channel, a lifestyle channel which which I am so proud and privileged to to sometimes be a part of. And she's just really a nonstop woman in presence in the whole blogging and social media space. So when she was posting about how how she she also felt a need to recommit to a healthier version of herself is basically what she said. And I'm hearing a lot of this theme about recommitment to yourself lately. I did a writing workshop last week um, with Masha and also with Meredith Levack. And that was, the, the, was also the theme was how do we recommit to ourselves? So I am super excited to introduce you all and to continue this discussion with Katya Presno. Katya, are you on? Yes, I'm here. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hi, and welcome. 
So, Thank you so, much so for okay. Me. So what I'm just oh, absolutely. I'm super excited for you to to join this space with me today, in particular as we ta- we tackle this this topic. More because I was so taken back when you posted that. Because from the outside looking into your world, you have so much on the ball. And you never seem to me that who's somebody who's like off center that needs to get back to your center. So when you when you posted that, what was really your intent behind it from your personal space? I think the biggest thing is that we just go, go, go and, and sometimes we really forget why we go so fast, why we do all of these things. Right. And and uh, for me personally, my family is the most important thing for me. And uh, I want, I have three children, seven, eight, and ten. And I want my children to be proud of me. I want them to see a mom who is on the go and who does accomplish things. Because I want them to feel that they can do, uh, they can accomplish and they can do anything that they want to as well. At the same time, um, I think at some point uh, I had so many things going on that I forgot to go back to the basics, like really taking care of myself and and being healthy and living the healthy lifestyle. And, you know, at some point, you know, you just uh, realize that, you know, I am on the go and I do work 60 hours a, a week and uh, I do accomplish things, but uh, what about the basics? Am I cooking the family dinner every day anymore or right. are we eating more out? or, or uh, what happened with uh, better me, healthier me. Because I know that I'm a better mom when I feel better. Like at the same time, you know, I'm a better mom when I am a career mom. I absolutely know that I'm a better mom when I have something else going on for me. And uh, I, I think just, you know, life just kind of takes you, know, you can't do it all. I actually, this is kind of funny, I exactly said the same thing to my son. He made this... Uh, same with the Christmas. He made this huge Christmas list. Uh, he listed probably 15 <laughs> different Lego things that he wanted. And then uh, we sent it to them a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, he said uh, to me just a couple of days ago, like, you know what, I really, really just want the Lego airport. And I was like, good. You just sent a list of 20 different Lego things to Santa. And I think Santa already got, you know, uh, the letter and Santa might have not, you know, might not know that you really want the airport. Because, you know, I had just gone and bought tons of different Legos, and the airport was not one of them. So I was trying to <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> of of so course was, not. The one, the one thing he really, really wants. Of, of wants, course and not. That's exactly. But, you know, there are 20 Lego things in the list, and I cut couples, so I thought I was golden. But, and I was trying to explain <laughs> to him uh, that, you know what? You can't have everything in life. You can't have everything in, in your uh, Christmas wish list. So instead of making this list of 20, 50 things that you would like to have, it would be nice to have, why don't you make a list of two or three or max five things that you really, really want? You have, you know, uh, you have such a better opportunity to make those things happen in your life. You know, whether it's, it's exactly the same thing as with the Christmas gift, gift, uh, gift list. If he had only sent me five things, I really want those, he probably would have had really good chance getting all of those five. But, uh, right. it's so well, I, I think what you're saying, I think what you're saying, like the core pearl that I'm getting, exactly. which um, I think is so important, is like 
you can fill your life and your days with endless things to do. You can have the, you know, a Christmas list as long as the Torah. You can have a to-do list at work that's as long as the Torah. But at the end of the day, like, you're not going to be able to do it all. You're not going to be able to buy it all. So what is at yeah, the yeah. core? Like, I feel, I feel like, like particularly, really important yeah. things for you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, and I yeah. and I feel like we're so ingrained in this culture to put materials to put so much like materialism and consumer stuff in front of us and that blocks us from like the real connections. Yeah, the, the material things and also as a mom, I think oftentimes, you know, uh we also put the other people ahead of us. You know, for me, for a long right. time, it was like I wanted to be uh, the, the me time and the things from me. Uh, for a long time, you know, I've been working from home since uh, 2004. And for me, it was like I right. wanted something from myself, and that was my me time. But, you know, the, the longer work days I started taking and the more opportunities and, and uh, as my career started going better, the less other me time I had. Like basically, you know, for right. years I haven't had any other me time. I don't, you know, I don't do anything else. The work for me, that is my me time. That's when I feel that I'm, I'm accomplishing, I'm doing things, and I feel good about myself. But then I realize that that really isn't enough. It's not enough, and I'm not the best of me. If if my work right. and career and all of those, uh, you know, if, if those are the only me time for me, I also need to be- take uh, better care of myself uh, health-wise. I, ha- I had some health problems a couple of years ago, and um, at, at the same time, that made me uh, work even harder because I want to leave a legacy for my children. I want to build something that they can be proud of me. But at the same time, it was a really a wake-up call that I need to take better care of me. And, and not just for me, for my sake, but for my family's sake. But, you know, a, a lot of the times moms don't really think that, you know, when they are doing something for themselves, they are actually doing it for their families as well. You know, they, right. they, they think right. that, you know, if, if they are doing it for their child, they're doing it for their husbands, they're doing it for the in-laws or for their own, own mm-hmm. families, they are doing it for them, and it's almost easier mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, testify doing it for somebody else and like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm on the end of the list. If, if there's time or if there's money left, I'll buy something for myself as well. But really, right. if we right. feel good about ourselves, if we feel that we are accomplished, if we can be the foundation of the family and we can be healthy and we, like, being an example, if we eat healthier, our children will eat healthier. And, you know, it really, really starts all, all from that. You okay. have to be better, better you, not just for yourself, but for your family. Absolutely. But there's a, there's a couple of things here that, that are coming up for me. You know, one is, um, and I think we could start with, this as far as like working so hard to create a legacy for your children for later, you know, for me, and it's something that I notice too, when I get too wrapped up in work and I'm not spending time with my kids in the present moment where, you know, I realize I'm missing so much of the real richness of this life. Like I think our kids will appreciate whatever it is we do. I mean, I don't know if necessarily, you know, my kids are younger. They're four and a half and almost three. And it's like, 
you know, they just want the connection to you. Like they're they can be so Absolutely. selfish in that respect. Like they yeah, just yeah, want yeah. mommy and daddy. You know what I mean? Like they they don't care what you're doing work wise. I mean, they start to understand that work is an important part of your being, Later but they just I'm want you now. Yeah. They're so uh, selfish I, I, like that. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought with that. <laughs> but, but, you know, at, at the same time, you know, I, I used to pe- be this uh, perfect homemaker. We, had, uh, we yeah. had a big house with a big yard. I even, uh, I asked my mom, uh, my, my mom and dad to come over all, all the way from Finland to help me to build a picket fence which I hand painted myself. <laughs> and and I I mean I did everything. I renovated houses from the from the cellar to the attic and uh, painted wall murals and I was I did these amazing I read everything that Martha Stewart put out. I I you know, I wow. put that clothes on the top of the turkey on Christmas. I did my, you know, cranberry sauce myself. I did everything myself, and I thought that this is what I have to do now because, you know, I want to be the right. perfect homemaker. But uh, the two things that I noticed, uh, there isn't such a thing as a perfect homemaker. No, you can be cleaning your house 12 hours a day, and it's still a mess if you have a two-year-old. The second of all, so basically, it's like a circle, like that never ends. It's really vicious really, circle, right? Yeah, it really is. You know, <laughs> so why not give yourself a little slack and just like you know take that shortcut and just make it work? It really, you know, right. it, it, it's just what amazed me. Like, hey, I've been cleaning here for twelve hours today, and my husband comes home, and you know, the toys are in the living room floor, and you're just like, right, exactly. Oh. And that that always seems to happen. That always seems to happen like right before they come home too. Exactly. (laughs) At the same time, I wanted to be this perfect homemaker and paint the walls and upholster the furniture, and which I thought that. Oh my God, I'm gonna make this surprise for my husband when he comes home from work in eight hours. I have totally redone our dining room and upholstered the chairs and putting the curtains up. But you know what, though? Uh, he felt like, is this our home or is this your home? <laughs> that I was so wrapped up being the perfect wife and a perfect homemaker and perfect mom that I actually didn't ask anybody else's opinions. I made it what right. I thought was perfect. In fact, right. my family prefers when we do things together instead of me trying mm-hmm. to do them alone in my perfect way. You know, I've learned mm-hmm. a lot. Like, I've learned to be less perfect. Like, it's fine if, if, you know, if everything isn't perfectly cleaned, but we did it together. My kids and my husband, right. everybody feels like, hey, we, hey, teamwork, we did it together. And, uh, you know, I, I just have really learned to uh, kind of expect less and be, like, um, in that sense. And at the same time, that has uh, released a lot of time for me to do other things. So, you know, uh, well, one of, one of the things that I love 
is that um, you know you're you're a writer and you write so many wonderful articles for your own website, Skimbaco, but also for Lifetime Moms and a bunch of other websites. And one of your recent articles, which you just mentioned to me before we spoke, was is called "It's on the Home Section of Lifetime Moms" and it's "On Strike for Christmas: Lifetime Movie Makes This Mom Think." And in it, you kind of um, chronicle your journey from going through. From being the perfect housewife to then shifting over to being um, to being the working you know maven of your family, and it's just it's hilarious because you know I think I think people have to swing to either extreme in order to find the find the balance. Find the and balance. You're like Absolutely. So many, yeah, and you're like so many moms who who feel like when they get married and they have kids, they have to do everything themselves and it's all on their shoulders to bake everything from scratch, to be there to tie your kids' shoes, you know, anytime they're untied or to make, and I can't believe you you wrote this, but you said, like, knit their own clothes and basically literally do everything yourself. I did. I did. I was knitting cool. And then the funniest thing is that what I hear now, that we when people look at this uh, career, Katya, people are like, uh, they would not believe that I know even uh, how to knit. They just see me as this uh, focused career woman who is launching businesses or uh, doing uh, campaigns for the clients. They don't even see me as this homemaker. But I guess it's just the fact that, you know, if I do something, I want to do it well. And, and I, was, I, I was the CEO of the family, and I did everything. And, and, and sometimes that's not healthy, and that's not actually the best. Thing to do for your family either, and uh, I think that uh, us as a family, we are much happier now. When I have my own things going on, I have my own work, right. and we have, you know, we have a messy normal house. We are not, you know, people, uh, you know, or my my kids, they might not be afraid to play in the living room, but at the same time, they have learned to clean up themselves. They don't expect that, That's you know, okay, awesome. you know, if I do this, you know, mommy will come and clean after us. You know, they have also learned the responsibility and undo themselves. And, you know, like... I like think them, that's amazing. Know, like, if you think about, like, Christmas time, you know, I I used to make uh, gingerbread cookies from uh, old Finnish recipe, mm-hmm. and I would I would make the uh, dough the night before, so, you know, it would, you know, set down nicely, and we would roll it out and make cookies. But, you know what, I just, I don't have bandwidth for that anymore. And part of me is, like, you know, it really sucks. And I wish I had time to do that with my kids, but at the same time, uh, I wanted her all, every single cookie to be so perfect, and I would be so stressed <laughs> that I, I spent so much time making this dough right and pulling everything out, and I would be so stressed, like, all of this time and sometimes money wasted on this and this and this, and then it's not perfect. Now, you know, my kids are really happy that we just pull whatever recipe that we can find or sometimes even the store-bought uh, dough. We pull it out, we make right. cookies, we have fun, we make a mess in the kitchen, and Mommy doesn't even get mad, and that's the best part of it. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's like... I love it. You know, it's just I, like, I you know, or, it. you know, it's just sometimes the simple little things that it, it's... You really don't have to try to make it perfect. Because sometimes you kind of set yourself uh, for the failure when you're trying too right. much. You're trying to accomplish it all. 
just, you know, really make that, you know, what's your you also, or what's your yeah, surprise. It's also about, right, but I, I like I like how you um, kind of found the integration piece with your family because when you try and make things so perfect is when you miss out in the whole experience of, of doing exactly. it. Of, you know, even it just, exactly. Even just trying something new like making gingerbread, which my, my son has been talking about gingerbread for the last couple of weeks, and I don't make gingerbread in the house, and he's been saying he wants gingerbread, gingerbread, gingerbread. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe over the break that that is an activity that we do together. Perfection in the kitchen, definitely not me. <laughs> That's not no, where I get hung up on. <laughs> and the thing is that if you get hung up, like, okay, this year we really need to make those. And, you know, it's not easy recipe, especially, you know, I've, I've been, I I still haven't figured out these, uh, the molasses here. It's different than what I'm used to, and I just have not mastered my uh, ginger cookie uh, dough here yet, uh, even though I've, I've lived okay, here for so maybe uh, we'll buy it. 10 years. So, you know, it's like, you know what? So, you know, why to kind of like, you know, it, why uh, why kind of spend time and, and energy on that? Just, you know, let that one be. Maybe the turkey or maybe right. something else is your, you know, that you know that you can handle, you can do perfectly. So, uh, you know, take pride on those. Don't harp on those things right. that you might not be able to ha- make happen perfectly, in, in, you know. I'm thinking like... I'm thinking like a gingerbread version of a pancake because I am like, you know, we're like yeah, the pancake yeah. family. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We'll, try, no. we'll try something like that. But one, I mean, that's that's one area, and, and and anyone listening to the show has listened before, like, knows that sooner or later we all fall in, into the topic of talking about food because it's just like one of my favorite <laughs> things to talk about. Um, but one of the things that has really actually brought my family closer is when my kids are in the kitchen cooking with me. Absolutely. And and anytime I go in the kitchen now, like you know, yeah, sometimes it's a pain in the butt, and I just want to get dinner together and in the you know in the oven and and done. But it's one of like our our real bonding times, and I love that you know opening the space up for your kids to step in in any activity, whether it's cooking or doing, you know, wrapping holiday presents, you know, when once they start, like, maturing enough to just stop, you know, ripping up the tape and the ribbon, and which my kids are still kind of in that phase. Um, but yeah. making it a more family experience is, you know, I find much more fulfilling than, than making something perfect. You know, it's a hard, it, it, it's it's a hard exactly. tightrope to, to walk. And especially if you try to make it perfect at one time of the year. Like on the holidays, we will bake everything together and it's perfect. I guarantee it's not going to happen. But, you know, if you bring the kids, (laughs) I mean, honestly, if that's the only time of the year that you want to bake and do something together with the kids, I guarantee it's not going to happen because they're not used to it. And then you don't have patience to deal with them. So why don't you just let them in, you know, even if it's small tasks. You know, my kids help every single day. In fact, they make their own breakfast. They, every single morning, they make their own pr- breakfast while I uh, make their lunches. Sometimes they even pack their own lunches for school. And, and the thing is that they are proud of it. It's not like I forced them to do it. They are proud of it, and, and they love doing it, and they, you know, they are part of it. And then when we do bake something, they already kind of have experience in the kitchen, and I don't have to be so, you know, like, oh, do it this way and do it that way, because they already know, you know? Right. And uh, actually, I have and to say that. But I uh, think... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Go so ahead. I, I actually got, was going to say uh, the same thing about family travel. You know, there are so many people who think, like, you know what, my kids are so young, we'll just play it until they're a little bit older. But you know what? The younger you start getting them uh, used to traveling, the better it will be when they're older. Like my kids, I can travel and go. I sometimes even take my kids to business meetings with me, and it's no problem because they have been going everywhere with me and doing anything with me. So, you know, they are really experienced, and they they don't think it's a big deal. But think of it, even if you're an adult and you're going on a plane only every five years, you're kind of, you know, how how did I go through this security line? You know, how was this again? You know, when do I have to pull out my ID out? But if that's a routine, that's not really a big deal. It's same with children and traveling. You know, once you get used to them, it's not really a big deal, and, you know, they can handle anything. So it's kind of like, you know, if you make a big deal out of that, you know, uh, whether it's a family trip or family meal we are making together or, or family sports or whatever, but if you get them used to it when they are young or start, you know, start slow and uh, start with, uh, you know, uh, smaller, you know, don't try to accomplish it all at the first time. It's so much Yeah, don't easier. plan on sailing around the world on your first time out. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Take the city, take the train to go to the city, you know, and that's your trip. You know, it's like, because you, believe it or not, you need to exercise too. You need to train to be able to be the world traveler with the kids. You don't want to do that right. for your, your, uh, your sake either. So it really yeah, is, you I know. Mean, first, I mean, you have to just get used to, you know, the packing with kids. I mean, forget it. But it's funny that you mentioned, like, start start small with the train because my kids, they know the train. They see it all the time when we pass it. And I say, oh, you know, Daddy goes to work on the train, blah, blah, blah. Mommy takes the train to the city. But they hadn't been on the train until last month. We went into the city to a show. We went to go see Wintook. And... um it was their first time on the train, but of course, like the train line was down by us, so we had to take a bus to the other station to get on the train. You know, like when you talk about perfection, like this was the, like the most imperfect train ride ever, and then we had like delays going in, um, but eventually we got there, and on the way home was totally smooth, and they loved it. They loved riding riding the train to the city, you know? And that's the um, get used to it used to it. They, are, they right. don't think it's a big deal, but when it's, the, you know, it doesn't happen often, you know, you have to wait, or what if you miss a train? What <laughs> happens? And, you know, it's like everything becomes right. a big uh, stress, and it's same for adults, you know. Going to New York City, it, it can be really scary for even for adults, but once you, you know, take one step at a time, you know, so let's just walk to the end of the block, this block first. Let's figure out one subway first before really even getting to the our final destination. You know, it's like it really is the same with the kids. Just, you know, teach them uh, right. little by little. Right. And I know a lot of families um, are, are too nervous about taking their kids or they think it's going to be too much, so they will leave them at home and go on themse- by themselves. And, you know, that's totally fine to get an adult getaway. I don't have an issue with that, but... You know, I do agree with you, and I know that you are a constant woman on the go and that you do take your kids with you, that um, that you can have just as beautiful of an experience when you do travel with your kids, particularly around <laughs> the holidays. 
Um, but one of the things I wanted to just switch back to in your article and kind of getting back to the theme of recommitting to yourself was after your experience in being the perfect homemaker, you kind of went on what your husband called the wife strike. Now, can you talk yeah. about that little process? <laughs> and where well, do I sign like, up? <laughs> well, kind of like this. I think it actually started with vacuuming when I was uh, probably pregnant with our second child, which is, by the way, turning nine tomorrow. So I think it started with vacuuming. I was like, my back really hurts when I'm vacuuming. You know, it's this pregnancy thing. So he started vacuuming. And, and uh, you know, and then I had a one-year-old, and then I had the baby. And it's like, hey, you know, I've been feeding this baby, and the one-year-old making made a mess over there. Can you please vacuum? So it really kind of starts with the vacuuming. And I think for that nine years, he has been vacuuming in our house. And then, you know, suddenly I was like, you know what? You know, first I was like, no, okay, the house isn't vacuumed perfectly like I would like to. And, you know, I would try to give my tips, and then we would get in the fights because I'm helping, but it's not <laughs> done by your standards. You know this fight, fight right? Like, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to help you, but it's, you know, you need to lower your standards. So I kept hearing for years, like, you need to, woman, you need to lower your standards, you know. The, the, the pickup fence doesn't have to be painted exactly perfectly white every year. It's good to do it every other year. Or, you know, uh, you, don't, you, know, you, you know, you don't have to do everything from the scratch. Just go and get the, you know, store-bought pizza dough like my mother does. Or, you know, lower your standards. This was something that I, I think I just heard it like too many times. I think it was actually more about the home um, decorating and, and the, you know, can we please move this wall? And, like, here's the hammer at 6.30 when you come home from work and you might be tired. I think it came from that. Right. But I heard that lower your standards so many times that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fine, let's, get, let's lower my standards than that. You know what? I'm actually going to start my own business. So I started writing business plans, and and then finally in 2004, I started my uh, first uh, online business from home, and I did lower my standards, and then suddenly I became a happier person because I lowered my standards, and I didn't... I didn't care that much anymore if house wasn't perfect and our family became a happier family because, you know, I wasn't yelling all the time if somebody brought uh, dirt in or, you know, if, you know, I, I you know, I, I was I was happier in, in a way that, you know, I, I was able to lower the standards. Now, I mean, not maybe all the time. I mean, it still does bother me that the house isn't perfectly decorated, but, you know, it makes me happy that my family is happy. And uh, they right. don't see me as this stressed person who is trying to vacuum and clean and do all, everything at the same time. And I love right. seeing them how proud of me they are. So, um, so yeah, I did go in, in some type of uh, uh, strike, and I did, you know, especially then uh, – when my business really started going on, and especially when I took a full-time job a year ago with Collective Bias, I worked pretty much nonstop, and I also travel a lot for business. And some of the things that I did notice, we are a happier family because mom goes away every now and then, <laughs> which sounds, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't think of it that way, and they're like, oh, why does she travel so much for business? Uh, poor family. 
But uh, like that, I have been a stay-at-home or a work-at-home mom uh, since my first one was born almost 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, I was there for the kids all the time. And they never really got that daddy time. And uh, when they were younger, my husband would work really long days. Now they're so happy because they get that daddy time. At the same time, I'm gone, which used to never happen. I didn't even go to, you know, grocery store alone. You know, now I'm gone, they miss me. And they're like, oh, you know, they respect me more. Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, they miss and they are so happy when I'm home. They don't take it for granted anymore. It's special time now to hang out home with mommy. And we have so much more fun at home and doing these, you know, cookies from the store-bought dough or whatever. We have so much more fun now. Yes, you know, I know that, you know, I don't have the whole day for it, but I can give two hours and we can do anything that kids want. And if we make a mess, whatever, because now my husband is trained really well, so he will clean up after me. (laughs) So, so, you know, overall, I think it works really, really well. At the same time, now my husband is like, what the heck happened? They're always always kind of left scratching their heads. That's what I find. The husbands are always scratching their heads. What happened to my wife? What's the routine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, now it's like, what the heck? You know, first you were this, like, you know, you have to have a house a certain (laughs) way. Now you're freaking never clean, woman. You know, it's like, (laughs) I I think it's like, it really is, again, it really goes back to balance. Like, you know, at, at some at some point, you know, uh, you know, especially, you know, I, I think the blog post that you were referring to, it really was on for Christmas. It was uh, for oh, after uh, I saw this Lifetime uh, TV Network's movie where the mom goes on strike for uh, Christmas. And uh, my husband said, that, are you ever going to quit your uh, wife's strike? And it really made me think, like, oh, my God, maybe I have now gone to the, you know, two months to the other extreme that I now do have to take. Yeah, I I do have to, you know, take more and do more at the home. And, and, uh, like, right, like this year now when we have been making Christmas together, I I make some uh, paper uh, ornaments for our Christmas tree together with the kids. They they might yeah. not be in the level like you know before I might have uh, decorated or you know knitted and before it, before they might have been like like homemade Swarovski crystal ornaments yeah. and now you re- you've regressed to paper ornaments but I'm sure exactly. they're still beautiful exactly like before you know I might have made a you know knitted a new rug or a throw for everyone with their pictures on them or something like really over you know wow. so i i might have wow, done wow, something wow. huge and big and you know oh i made this and i would feel accomplished because i made it now i'm just happy that i was able to do crafts and do some paper ornaments for our tree with the kids and they were so happy to make it together and you know Going back, you know, suspending that family time and doing it together, and uh, it, it doesn't have to be perfect, but in that sense, right. it actually is perfect because you are not as stressed exactly. and you really focus on the family time and doing it together and and, and all, all of that instead of focusing on the end result, how it looks or how it tastes or, you know, how, how the, you know, or I think this is the worst, what other people think, you know? 
if you're right. trying to right. you know uh, impress other people by what you're doing together with their, with your kids or with your family that's probably the worst reason to uh to do anything that really focusing on the kids and the family and and just uh really focusing on what what's the most important thing here I absolutely agree, and I think um, you know, well, family time for me, you know, is is the best time. But you know, as you're talking, it's like guilt pops up, and is an underlying you know feeling yep. on either side of the process. So it's one like getting to the step to forgive yourself. And we did a whole show on forgiveness a couple of weeks back. But you know, as you're kind of looking now forward in saying, okay, I have this kind of balance now between my work, between my family life. You know, I see that it is okay for me to step outside the family and go away and give them a, give them a break. Um, yeah. But also, it's letting yeah. letting them be self sufficient, really, to kind of keep things going and and you know just to be self sufficient for a while and have that time to miss you. Now, what is your your first steps in taking the commitment now that you have this balance between your work life and your family life to recommitting to yourself and getting yourself into a healthier healthier mindset because I know that was the the initial the initial um impetus for your resolution this year so i I guess with uh, with all of this that that I have been trying to take more time for my family and and you know if if I have that two hours off, I'd rather spend it to my uh, with my family than for example go to gym. But at the same time, I I didn't feel as good about myself anymore, and and I really uh, I I joined gym. I start working out, and uh, I do feel so much better about myself. And just I just made it happen. You know, maybe you know some days it means that I wake up an hour earlier. Maybe sometimes it means right. that now my family might have to you know uh, have a family dinner without me. Or you know, it, or I I actually usually go first thing on Saturday and Sunday mornings, and uh, mm-hmm. instead of you know, um, and and they are happy like you know they they might be cooking a big family uh, breakfast, so instead of me eating all of the all of the Tuesday and fatty bacon, they are happy because they will get to have it, even though I'm not making it because I don't want to have it. They are happy because they get to do that with their dad. At the same time, I'm at the gym working out. So, you know, just kind of making all of these adjustments. And at the same time, you know, I have said the same to my husband. Like, hey, you know what? It's Monday night. You want to go and, and, and uh, you know, watch football with your friends? Or, you know, or we just had his friend, friend over for dinner on Saturday night. Or, you know, kind of like more like, you know what? It really is important that with both of us, we do something for ourselves, and there's right. also I, I'm all for the the get out while you can, <laughs> the get yes. out while you can. Um, yes. I mean, you do. You you have to really learn as a mom to be opportunistic, and I do that too. Like when the kids are sleeping. Um, I mean, my kids sleep late, so um, but you know, I will try and get out. Like if 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 on the rare chance that I actually wake up early to get out and go for a walk or to get out and go to the gym or just do something for myself. I actually do see that Melissa is calling in, and I'm just amazed. So I want to bring her on the line for a minute. Hang on. Wait, where is she? Melissa? I'm here. I cannot believe you're calling in. Melissa, this is Katya. Katya, this is Melissa. And I don't know if you were listening, but at the beginning of the show, 
I was talking about you and how you're totally super mom and that if you were going to call in, I was That's hysterical. Are you there? Oh, I got you a little bit. Yeah, well, we just came back from a follow-up visit with uh, my little one, Surgeon, and I saw what time it was, and I said, oh, let me just call in and say hello. I feel terrible that I'm not part of the loop this week. You are nuts. How is little Peanut? <laughs> She's doing well. You know, I have one tip for parents if they're going to do elective surgery at any point in their children's lives. Don't do it during flu season. <laughs> it just adds to the... Uh, Oh, it just adds to the drama. Right. So, you know, fortunately, she's had this, like, weird cough. And, you know, like, they say a lot of kids after surgery can get pneumonia. And, and they have to, like, cough. They use that little machine that blows up the ball. And, uh, and if you right. don't do that, they can develop pneumonia. Well, it, when you do surgery during flu season and all this upper respiratory stuff is going around, that's, like, a big so anyway, my tip for parents is out there is if you can avoid doing <laughs> elective surgery during flu season, you're at, you're gonna like limit less problems. So um, unbelievable, but, doing, but, she, but she's doing okay. She's amazing. I mean, she's eating. It's funny. We just came back from the doctor, and she, the doctor said, "How many lollipops do you want?" And she put up both hands, like ten. <laughs> and she will get 10 lollipops just like she caught, literally you, caught you some, yeah. got like 50 bags of Legos. <laughs> well, the, the doctor was like, can you put those away before you walk out in the living room or else I'm going to get wiped out today. So she just came home and she's on like lollipop number three. That's so funny. So Katya and I are here and, and I, I mean, you know how it's just, how much I, I love her and, and you, and just she's been constantly in my thoughts. So we're going to continue to hold that space of healing for your daughter, and I invite anyone who has anybody else in mind, a family member or a friend who is in need of healing or has any health issues that they're undergoing, to kind of bring them into your awareness and just hold hold a space of light for them. Same goes with the flip side of, I know a lot of people who are, are expecting babies soon um, or are pregnant and just hold hold that mommy and that baby in your mind as well. So, um, so okay, so Melissa, just kind of tying you back in, and um, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about Katya's journey from being like the super mom, crazy homemaker, and a lot of what she's saying sounds like, like you, as far <laughs> yeah. as being the most crafty version and thinking of everything and anything that she can pour into her family's life and occasions to make it memorable, to make it special, and to make it literally off the hook. And then kind of flipping to going on strike and the other side of really taking herself out of that process, immersing herself into work and kind of seeing her how her family <laughs> scratches their heads as they, they kind of figure out their own natural rhythm without her. And one of the, her resolutions for this year is to recommit to herself. And through that process, you know, the one thing is kind of taking more time to kind of reel back her energy and bring it to herself. Now, being that you are going through and have been going through an outpouring love and attention everywhere except yourself, how are you going to do that for the new year as well? I mean, you know what, obviously the surgery was intense and it was something that obviously we 
had to get ourselves mentally motivated for it. I have to say the best part or the silver lining of this whole process is, first of all, I did have to do the work-life balance um, decision, and I took the month of December off, and I kind of threw it out there to my corporate America company and said, listen, you know, leave it or, you know, take it or leave it. You know, I've dedicated my work and always put work as a priority, but this is the one, I'm pulling the card on family right now, and so I'm sorry, you know, after the first, um, I'm no longer going to be looking and dealing. Of course, I checked my email yesterday, but that's a whole other story. Um, but really, the best part of this whole thing is like sitting and playing Play-Doh and just enjoying mm-hmm. the slow down. It's kind of like with that when you get that snow day and like you had like everything you had on your schedule kind of gets canceled, and you're just kind of left with like nothing to do because all your plans got canceled. It ends up being one of the most memorable days because you do things with your kids that you sit in the back of your mind that you always want to do. Well, I purposely planned this month to be one of those months where we just kind of relax. I mean, I never play we, and I play we this week, so it's not a we question. <laughs> you know, same happened, actually. We lived on the mountainside in Colorado, and we lost power for one day, and it could have been the worst day ever, but it probably was one of the best days ever that we had in that house because we have to figure out as a family and as a team how we can survive in the uh, four feet of new snow and no power. And uh, we had such a good time. We had such a good time on that day. Yeah, so I love that. um, Just even the days I would be home from the hospital and I would stay home with the kids and my husband would do hospital duty, I was so excited to just be with the other children and, we sat and we did, you know, workbooks and we sat at the dining room table and we colored. And, you know, on a regular routine night, I'm so busy doing a little bit of everything that they usually end up, they bathe, and then they get to watch a show or they play on their leapsters, whatever. And it was so nice to really, if I'm going to be home and not at the hospital with one child, then I'm going to be home and really be with the other kids. And so that's what made right. this week, last two weeks, just fly by because it was really just being with the kids and not worrying about the other obstacles. You should see my pile of mail. For me, like, well, for me, that's that's the beauty about the winter months, where yeah. we do set aside that train that we've been riding so hard, so fast, trying to get everything that we had to get done at each stop that that train has taken for that year, and really immerse yourself as the mama or papa bear with your cubs and just kind of nestle in, warm up together. It's just your bodies together just making this family unit and making that time together so special. And, you know, I know it's hard for a lot of people to unplug, and when you live in the northeast or snowy regions, you're forced into it. You don't have a choice. Like, trains aren't running, roads are closed, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) So, like, take it as a blessing. Take the holiday times as a blessing. You can try and make it as perfect as possible. Melissa and I are not going to stop you. If anything, (laughs) Melissa, Katya, and I are full enablers in that because we set you up, and Katya particularly with her Scambaco home and food food lifestyle website can actually help you (laughs) and enable you and give you more tips of how to 
you mm-hmm. as how to do it right. And that's kind of one of the other things I did want to say to you, Katya, was it does seem like you took kind of like all that passion that you had for for creating a perfect lifestyle and a perfect home and put that into your work. So, And I love I, I that do, your work I now do. embodies that part of you. You know, because you and get the to thing share is that it. I have I have found a way to uh, manage it and and make it easier. Right. So instead of I don't cook that dinner for three hours, <laughs> I master Rachel Ray's thirty minute meals. You know, it's like you, know, <laughs> you can do them in ten. <laughs> I can do it in ten. Yeah, I beat you, Rachel. I can do a cook in twenty minutes. So so you know, really, you know, it's just finding the ways that you know. It's the same way like I do with fashion, you know. You don't have to buy that expensive right. designer stuff, you know, on that is now in fashion. But, or, you know, buy something that you can, uh, in, in good quality that lasts for 10 years. But buy the fashion stuff if you, if you really, really have to have it, the latest trend. You know, don't spend the money on that one. Kind of like, you know, use kind of the common sense, like what are the key things that you really, really want to accomplish or do or, you know, put out. And then uh, take shortcuts. It's, I just, just want to say know. quickly, I just want to say quickly, if anybody's listening live, it's going to, the show's going to stop, but you can listen again on the archives. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Continue. We, we, could still, we could still continue on for a couple of minutes, but if anybody's listening live, all of a sudden the show stops and they're in like dead airspace. So, <laughs> but... Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me in the show. It was a lot of fun. Thank well, you so much. I'm not. I'm not entirely done with you yet because I do want to. Um, if you have a couple of more minutes, I do want to at least wrap up with our "Come Tell Mama" questions that we always ask our guests, and they seem particularly, particularly attuned to with what we're talking about today, which is recommitting to yourself. Um, and taking that that through the new year. And you've given us so many tips into how to take away the pressure of yourself. And one of them, Melissa, I don't know if you heard this part, but it's like the perfect gem is to kind of lower your standards. And for me, like that just kind of hit home because I think anybody gets riddled in, in guilt and disappointment when you have such high expectations of how things are supposed to be. And when you can kind of lower that and kind of just open the space and um, and it to flow into whatever, you know, manifest and however it's supposed to be, but kind of have the intention that it's going to be, you know, if it's cooking with your kids or having family time that you're just going to be with your family and whatever happens, happens. So, you know, what you've shared with us has really has really built the the intent to what I've been focusing on for the holiday seasons as well as the new year. So you couldn't have been a more perfect more perfect person to come on and share this with and I'm just so happy to have shared this time and space with you. And with that being said and closing out the substantive portion of, of and putting the, the local Polar Express um, back in the station for a while, <laughs> I want to just ask you a few questions about you. I'm going to okay, run. So you you head into that. I'm going to run. Okay. But it was great you, yeah. I'm so glad I popped in. And um, have a wonderful week, girls. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, hon. Okay, so um, so Katya, what is your luxury indulgence? Uh, it really is time with my family, and uh, skiing is our family sports. And I'm actually one of the snow mamas for Park City Mountain Resort, 
So I absolutely love my uh, ski time with my family. That's when I 100% unplug, and it's it's all fun. And that, to me, is luxury. That is beautiful. And did your kids start skiing, like, from <laughs> from birth? Like, they came out on skis? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they all have winter birthdays, so immediately. We got their passports and then skis, and they were set this for life. No, uh, they, they started That's skiing funny. while we lived in Colorado when they were around um, – four to six years old. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so which of the following would you prefer? And that's that's just another thing like you were saying with travel to kind of start earlier in life is, is skiing so they don't have like that fear. But okay, yeah. so which of the following would you would you choose? The best sex of your life, the best meal of your life, or the best sleep of your life? Best sex. No. Oh. Nice. Okay, so what is your favorite movie genre? Comedy, <sighs> romance, horror, action? <laughs> lifetime? Should I just put Lifetime? <laughs> no, you know what? I probably would have before said thriller or, you know, trauma, or, but I think the busier my life gets, the more I'm just looking into romantic comedies that I don't even have to think like what was what really was going on. I used to love, you know, really uh complicated drama and you know, or thrillers or, or something that where you have to really, really think. But, you know, nowadays if if I have that time to watch a movie, it usually is just like, you know what, I just wanna be two hours and just just whatever Give me one of those. We we actually call them the Jennifer Aniston movies, <laughs> so, where where you usually have that. It's, it's, where it usually starts at somebody's alarm clock goes off first thing in the morning, and they're trying to make, you know go somewhere. So so that's really you know. And I'm been trying to tell my husband, you have to Google. There has to be a romantic comedy with Matt Damon in it. But no, it, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe so everything Matt Damon or you know a romantic comedy, and I'm I'm usually just happy. If I uh, awesome. I will make, so make it through the whole movie without falling asleep, because you know usually that is the time like okay I'm I'm really letting it go and relaxing, and usually I don't even make it through the whole movie, but uh, I try. <laughs> Okay, we won't we won't we won't hold that part against you. I understand. It's a you know it's that opportunistic mom. I can catch a few Z's. I'm catching a few Z's. So yeah. when it comes to food, do you prefer sweet or salty? Salty. I I, I like my dinner. Nice. <laughs> and I I, I also love the cook. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I gather that, and I think it's amazing. Um, when you do bring your kids in, it's just, you know, they'll just have a, a feel for it that'll last for them forever. So what do you consider your most beautiful feature? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I have no what idea. Maybe it's that I'm humble. What do you mean? Maybe it's that I'm humble and this, I have this no is idea. The part about yeah, but this is a part about truly taking a look into the mirror at all of who you are and saying, what is it about me that shines brightest? 
because if you don't know, I'm sure I could could ask probably 50 people who know you that will give at least 10 things that they love about you. Well, maybe it is that that I uh, I'm like almost kind of like now I'm struggling because I have to figure out a way to put myself forward and and kind of try to do something for myself because for so many years and even you know today I put everybody else ahead of me but now it's been like huh like this big light bulb has gone into my head like you know what it kind of is care, uh, important to take care of yourself too because you cannot take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself first so I, I probably think that the, the thing that people would say that I I care about other people I help people without asking anything back and uh, right. that probably would be, be the thing uh, of me. Okay, so holding a space for others. Yes, and and also I I kind of think that uh, even with my job and and everything that I do with Skimbaco, you know, um, that probably is where I usually get the most uh, satisfaction. Like I love my job with Collective Bias because I'm able to. Uh, get bloggers, uh, you know, opportunities, and get you know, get them jobs that they they uh, they are able to bring uh, income for their families. Or with my lifestyle blogs, and I'm able to inspire moms to you know live their lives to the fullest. You know, if I get one email or one comment per blog post that you know, hey, thank you so much for inspiration. It, I did this and this and this, and now I feel so much better about myself. That to me is uh, the uh, the best benefit for what I do, and that's why I do this, not to get the big traffic numbers. I've never really been about that, but if if I can touch one person at a time, if I can help one person at a time, that to me really is, uh, that makes it all worth it, and what makes it to me, me, me being happy. And that that is quite a large, beautiful feature. Question. So how do you how do you actually say the the website your brand? Uh, Skimbaco. I've been butchering that baby. Oh, with, with name I say I say Skimbaco. It 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 really doesn't matter. It it really doesn't matter. Skimbaco. Say say it, no, because I'm yeah, awful with this. Like ask Masha. Yeah, I totally butchered. Say it. Say it one more time. Skimbaco. 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 But the thing is that it really doesn't matter because it's not about me or it's not about my lifestyle. It's something that however you say and however you feel that you are living the Skimbaco lifestyle, go ahead and butcher the name in any way. As you want to. As yeah, as but like, but like, if I'm if stuff. I'm like posting, if you're like posting stuff of mine on it, which you have, you posted, you know, quite a few um, articles that I've written. I should probably get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But but thank you for being so kind about that. I mean, my friend Masha, who I've had on the show a million times, I totally butchered her last name to the point she's like, just say my first name. Don't say my last name. Just say my first name. <laughs> so, the go. Okay, got it. All right, so what, last question. What is the best advice that your mama has given you? Always turn the other cheek. <laughs> Treat other people oh. like you want to be treated. Those, it really is uh, really, really basic. 
Wow, that's pretty amazing. You have been absolutely amazing to to have on and to and to just know. It's been quite a journey and to see you also take your brand and continue to expand upon it and just to see how many um how many lives you have impacted um and just how vast your your depth of knowledge, your passion, um, as well as your impact on the industry side has been just really inspiring for me, you know, personally, just kind of entering into the world with my my Little Mama's Pearls brand um, and also just as a fellow working mom. You know, your passion for what you're doing and as you're saying, you know, making that balance and making it work for both you and your family it just shows that you can leave a lasting legacy and and find something that you're doing that you love to do while still having a really meaningful family life. So I'm so happy that you were with us today. It really was such such a pleasure and an honor. Well, and, and, and I would and love for you to just... Mm-hmm. I would love to do this yeah. again. You have you have an amazing thing going on, and I, I've been just really blessed to get to know you better this year and uh, really looking forward to doing more with you uh, the next year. Thank you so much, Katya. Now, now, where can people find you? So, uh, skimbacolifestyle.com and uh, at Twitter at Katya Presnell. And uh, you can probably find it from Cynthia's blog uh, where she can probably link this up from. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful holiday season. And yes, I will be definitely definitely reaching out to you in the new year. Would love to have you back back on um diving. I think I think next time we'll we'll keep it like super, super light and fun and kind of go through um maybe one of like what, like your recent articles or stuff more in Skimbaco. <laughs> Still not saying it right. Say it again. I'm still not saying it. Right. You know, it Skimbuckle. really doesn't matter. However you feel like it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just really, really sad. Um, but anyway, but I can't wait to have you on again. Enjoy the holidays I, with your family. To absolutely, you too. And thank you so much for having right. me. It it's absolutely. been a, it, it was really fun. So Thank you so much. All right, I will talk to you soon. And everybody here um, listening, you can listen to any of the past archives here on Mama's Pearls, and it's at um, blacktalkradio.com slash mamaspearls. We've had quite an amazing year. Yes, we're closing out the first official year of the Mama's Pearls radio show, and I'm just so happy that you have all joined us at at least some part on on our journey here. Remember, you can find both the Mama's Pearls and M's Gems blog at www.mamaspearls.com. And you can contact Melissa or I on on email. My email is Cynthia at mamaspearls.com or Melissa at mamaspearls.com. You can follow us on Cintweet, which is C-Y-N-T-W-E-E-T, and just remember, you know, this is this is Cynthia of Mama's Pearls reminding you to enjoy your children and your family. Say I love you. And remember that the full beauty of riding the local Polar Express is just 
in the company of who is on the train with you. So please hold that space into the holiday seasons and well into 2011. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you again, Katya. Thank you. Bye. Bye.